Section eight of Montezuma's Castle and Other Weird Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ginger Cucolo. Montezuma's Castle and Other Weird Tales by Charles B. Corey. The Mound of Eternal Silence. I ought to know something about it, said the drummer, for I went with the prospector and the eastern man to see Judson. I remember when we started out together, the eastern man asked the prospector, if he thought Judson was really crazy. Yes, said the prospector, he is as crazy as a loon, as you will see when you get there. Tell me the story over again, said the eastern man. Well, you see, said the prospector, they found him lying in the hot sand away off on the desert, with his head propped up against a rock, nearly dead for want of water. When they tried to rouse him, he stared at them vacantly. They gave him a little water, and as soon as he swallowed it, he fought like a wild animal for more. It took three or four of them to hold him. He cursed and swore at them because they would not give him all he wanted, and his cries were pitiful. He alternately cursed and screamed for water, sometimes as loud as he could shout, and then again in faint whispers. Later on, when they dared to give him more at a time, he became tranquil, and towards night, after he had drunk a bowl full of thin oatmeal gruel, he went to sleep. When he awoke, they questioned him. He said that he had been prospecting with his partner, and had found a gulch with precipitous cliffs all around it, where there was very rich placer digging. Directly in front was a high mound covered with big cacti, and they made their camp on the top of this. There was a little water in the canyon held in rock basins, and with this they washed out the gold and got a lot of it. Judson says three or four thousand dollars worth. Then bad luck came, and the burrow died. Three days afterwards, Judson's partner was poisoned in some way, and died a few hours later cursing Judson and saying he had poisoned him. Judson buried him and also the gold. It was too heavy for him to pack, especially as he had no way to carry water. Then taking a small bag of gold dust in his pocket, he started across the desert. He had a hobby for taking photographs and carried a small camera with him, and before leaving he photographed the place which he called the Mound of Eternal Silence, so that in case anything happened to him, it could be found without trouble. They developed the negatives later. He has them pasted all around his room. He called the place a mound of eternal silence because during the two months he was there he never saw or heard a single living thing except jackrabbits and bird or two. What was that about his killing the dog? asked the eastern man. Well, you see, when Judson started off alone, the dog would not leave his dead master and sat upon the hill howling. Judson was afraid he would track somebody's attention if they happened along that way, and after trying to get him to follow him without success, he went back and shot him. First thing that Judson saw when he awoke the next morning after they found him was the dog sitting on his haunches looking at him. Judson looked at the animal but said nothing. Something within him forced him to keep his silence. After a time, he snapped his fingers and called the dog by name. Did you speak? asked one of the men. Stevens it was, I believe. I was only calling the dog, said Judson. What dog? asked Stevens. Why, that dog, of course, said Judson, pointing at the animal. 
You are crazy, man, answered Stevens. The heat yesterday was too much for you. There's no dog there. Judson turned away. He began to fear there might be something the matter with his brain, and that there was no dog there after all. But when he looked again, there he was, plain as ever. I will take that brute outside of camp and kill him when I get a chance, he thought. That evening, when they made camp at a small water hole, Judson walked away out of sight and hearing of the camp. When he could no longer be seen, he turned, and aiming his pistol at the dog, pulled the trigger. The bullet hit the ground between the animal's legs, and he ran back a few paces and stood grinning at Judson, showing his teeth, and his face looked like that of his old partner. Judson picked up a large rock and ran at the dog. The animal yelped slightly and started for camp. Judson increased his pace, and the dog circled out into the desert. "'Curse you!' cries Judson. "'I'll kill you yet!' Several times he threw stones at the animal, and twice he fell, bruising himself among the loose rocks. At last he sat down. "'What's the matter with you?' shouted Stevens. "'What are you running about and shouting in that way for?' "'That confounded dog of mine!' answered Judson unthinkingly. "'Nonsense, man! There isn't any dog!' Judson walked slowly back to camp, followed closely by the dog. The men looked at him strangely. That night when he went to sleep, the brute came and laid down beside him. A horrid fear took possession of him, and he pushed the thing away, but it immediately crawled back again. At last he arose and spent the rest of the night walking up and down the desert, the dog following close at his heels. When they arrived in Phoenix, the doctor advised Judson to go to a quiet place and rest and gave him an opiate. Why don't he go back and get the gold? asked the Eastern man. Because as I told you, whenever he starts to go back, the dog meets him on the desert, and he is only free from it when he stays in Phoenix. He says the dog is his old partner and will never let him go back there again. That is why he is willing to sell his secret. But how do you know if we pay him his money? asked the Easter man, that we can find the gold. Why, his map and directions together with the photographs ought to make it sure. Anyway, I'm putting up $250 of my money with your $350 and run as much risk as you do. Besides, you never would have known about it hadn't it been for me. Won't he take less than $600? asked the Easter man. Not a cent. I've tried him too often. If I had $600 of my own, I never would have asked any one of you to go with me. It's a snap. We found Judson seated in a big armchair, smoking a meerschaum pipe. His eyes had a peculiar wild expression, and he glared at us as we entered. What do you people want? he asked. We've come to buy your claim said the prospector. Judson laughed a strange, hard laugh. Always the same. Go, go, go. Have you the money with you to pay for it? He asked. The prospector produced a bag of twenty-dollar gold pieces and shook it. Here it is, he said. This gentleman and myself have made up the amount. Six hundred dollars. Well, shouted Judson, give me the money and take the cursed claim. Very gold and all, and much good may it do for you. I will go away, far away from here. My God, to think that I should sell a rich claim like that for nothing. But I wouldn't go back to it for all the gold in the world. Three times I have tried, each time that dog devil met me at the edge of the desert, grinning at me with the face of my dead partner. Here are the photographs in the map. Take them and go. My head aches. Go away and leave me. 
he buried his face in his hands groaning and muttering to himself the prospector put the bag of gold on the table and taking the photographs and map left the room we followed him closely the door softly behind us did you find the gold i asked i didn't look for it asked the drummer they offered to let me in and give me a third interest for three hundred dollars but somehow i didn't like the idea and the whole thing seemed uncanny and it is lucky i didn't the prospector and the easter man got back a week later without having discovered the mound of eternal silence both mad as hatters and each laying the blame of the failure on the other i have always wondered since if judson was really as crazy as they thought he was why i asked what made you doubt it oh answered the drummer i can't exactly say i disbelieve his story but well you see about a month afterwards i was in phoenix again and one night i saw the prospector and the lunatic taking a drink at a bar together a little later the prospector passed me without seeing me he was walking arm in arm with the stranger and as they went by i heard him say if i had the money i never would think of asking anyone to go in with me he calls it the mound of eternal silence they passed on and their voices were lost to me in the distance end of the mound of eternal silence recording by ginger cuckolo washington d c